You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 158 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Sorry for everybody for getting the show out later than usual this week. Had some things moving around, uh, but I, I really do think we have a great show today. Had a really, really, really awesome conversation with John Fitzpatrick from Rugby Morning coming up here in a little bit. Uh, so I'll hurry through this other stuff. We'll jump into that because it is a, a longer conversation. Skip some stuff at the end and then give you a little update um, but we'll jump right into it, starting off the same way we do every week, and that's by jumping into the breakdown. The breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in world rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So, starting off with the American Raptors. We've got American Raptors all over the globe right now. Um, Caleb Geiger is in South Africa with the USA Falcons for a match against the Free State Cheetahs. Got another one coming up here next week. That's That match is happening right now, actually. I uh, should be about halftime. I was watching the front first part of it. I uh, ran down here, tried to record this episode. Uh, so so that's great for Caleb. Um, and then there's a secondary men's Falcons team that has Lene Latu, Ethan McVeigh, Ronan Murphy, and Tavius Sycora Mathis. That are, that's in Montevideo, Uruguay, for two matches against Uruguay and Argentina. Uh they actually lost last night. It wasn't particularly close. It was close at halftime, um, but Lene played pretty well, which is cool to see. And I think Watson Fleeky Tonga is in South Africa right now, too, with the World Tens Championship. So it's awesome to see all these guys getting to play uh, with the USA Falcons, getting to play in, overseas, internationally. Um, that's what this program is about, and it's good to see the work paying off. It's finally working. i talk a little bit more about that with John coming up here in a minute, so I won't ramble on too much about it. Uh, but I did see last week there's a, a lot of lot going on with the American Raptors. You've probably seen on the old internet uh, the Raptors and a team from Canada are rumored to be joining Slar, um, and I've heard a few things about it, and I expect that we'll hear a little bit more about it in the next couple of weeks, uh, which I think is all I'm allowed to say right now. So if you're tuned in for that, I'm sorry to let you down, but that's what I know. Um, yeah, so right now what I what we can talk about is the Raptors are on a plane to Atlanta to take on Life University tomorrow on Saturday uh, with so many heavy hitters on tour right now. It's great, you know, it's a great opportunity to see what some of these newer guys can do against a good team like Life. That match will be streamed on Flow Rugby, so it will be behind a paywall, fortunately. But you get the chance to see them, so I'll be tuning in early tomorrow morning. Hopefully you do the same. It'll be perfect right before college football gets going. Uh, USA Rugby, the women's Eagles took a tough loss to Italy, 22-10 to to open up the Rugby World Cup last week. They have a chance to get back on track with a match against Japan tonight on Friday, 10.30 p.m. Uh, we'll be keeping our eye on that. Obviously, just mentioned some of the stuff with the USA Men's Falcons with, with some of the Raptors, so that's what they're up to um, as they kind of do a final tune-up before they get into this um, final qualification tournament coming up here in November. So a lot going on. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into all the rugby you can watch this weekend where we'll talk a little bit more about all, about all that right now. And all the rugby you can watch this weekend is brought to you by Wintergreen. 
Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oils and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. So, uh, we got the USA Women's Eagles round two of the Rugby World Cup Friday at 10.30 p.m. You can watch that match and the rest of the Rugby World Cup on Peacock all weekend. Uh, American Raptors taking on Life University like I just talked about Saturday at 9 a.m. Catch that on Flow Rugby. It's 9 a.m. Mountain, of course. Uh, we got some college rugby of Dartmouth versus Harvard on Saturday at 10 a.m. Clemson versus Iona on Saturday at 1 p.m. Those matches are on ESPN+. Plus. Got the URC going on. Catch all of those comp- that match on all those competitions. That competition, all of those matches of that competition on Flow Rugby. Premierships continuing to roll this weekend on Peacock. Um, obviously, a lot going on in the Premiership right now if you've been paying attention with Wasps and, and all that stuff. So hopefully that gets resolved. Got the top 14. Catch those matches on Flow Rugby as well. And then Bunnings, NPC, Wellington versus Auckland on Friday at midnight, which I think maybe already happened. Uh, so I'm all thrown off from doing this a little bit later. And then Canterbury versus Bay of Plenty on Saturday at midnight. Catch both of those matches on Flow Rugby. Those are the two semifinals. We'll have the final next weekend. And I think that does it for all the rugby you could watch this weekend. Um, if I left anything out, I'm sorry. I'm flustered. This has been a crazy week. Uh, so we're going to jump with the interview portion of the show now. This, this interview uh, with John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. So had a great conversation with John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Uh, you might have seen him on the USA Rugby or the USA Happy Hour Lives um, with Bill Baker of Eagles Overseas as well. Uh, just had an awesome chat with him about all things content and rugby. Really enjoyed the chat. Um, and he stepped in at the very last minute to to save me and and give everybody an interview for the show this week. So big shout out to that uh, for him as well. So thank you to John. I'll stop rambling because I feel like I'm not making much sense. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Have you ever played rugby? All right. Now, welcome on a very special guest to the show. I'm pleased to have John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. John, how's it going? Going good, Colton. Thanks for having me on. Been yes. a long time listener. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I know I've been wanting to have you on for a while. Uh, I, I'm ashamed that it's a, such short notice, but I really do appreciate you coming in, saving me on on this weird week. Uh, so I really do appreciate that. And well, I'll get you back on and have a more uh, more formal conversation. I think, but I think this one's going to be good. I think I did my my homework pretty well. <laughs> I'm excited. Perfect, John. So you you know the first question we ask everybody: you tell me a little bit about where you're from. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up just outside of Washington, D.C., uh, in Maryland, between D.C. and Baltimore. Um, got a twin brother, two older sisters. My twin brother, we uh, were natural competitors, so we faced each other in sports all the time. And uh, just grew up in a, in a household that uh, kind of loved sports. I grew up uh, cheering on all the local teams. So we had for a while there, we had a couple of seasons when I was in the first and second grade. We were in Washington. We had a good football team. But uh-huh. uh you know, there wasn't baseball yet, but I uh, grew up, you know, cheering for the local sports teams. And, uh, yeah, I didn't really find rugby till much later in life. And I wish I'd started sooner, but just, you know, I wasn't around. It just wasn't something on my radar. Yeah. Uh, before we get into all the rugby stuff, I just got to ask, there was, a, there was a lot of Dan Snyder news. What, what's the opinion on Dan <laughs> Snyder in your neck of the woods? Um, you know, I think... I think a lot of folks in this area are just kind of uh, fed up. You know, I'm a big Washington fan, and so is my brother. In fact, he he, he has a tattoo on his leg, oh. so that just goes to show how, yeah. how how much of a diehard he is. Um, but yeah, it's been lean times in in Washington um, since he has taken over. There's really hasn't been the only thing that's been consistent is just how poorly on the field, and then all the off the field issues. Uh, I think fans are just fed up, right? Because it, 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 there's been 80s and 90s. There was a heyday in Washington. They were a good team, a right. proud franchise. You know, minus all the other issues that were going on with the names and, and and all that stuff. But they won, right? And people were proud of the team. The fact that they won Super Bowls there. You know, and then to have an owner come in who was a you know self-proclaimed fan. You know, you thought, okay, you got someone who's a, who's an owner who's a fan of the team, but it's just there just has not been uh, a pattern of success in Washington since he has 
it's taken over that um, I think people are just kind of fed up and it's too bad because if you, if you watch, right, if you watch any broadcast, you can see how there are less and less fans at the game, less right. and less fans of the home team and more and more fans of the away team, right? Like for the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Giants, it's practically an away game when they play in Washington yeah. because people are selling their season tickets and it's a shame. It's a shame, right. really. Well, I apologize. I know you, when you get in that football purgatory, it, there there are a few things that that are worse than that. Uh, kind of going through a little bit here in Denver, we were. It's been a weird season here too. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, so I wish I wish for the best for you. Um, so we'll go ahead and talk about some happier stuff. We can talk a little bit more about rugby. So I know you mentioned you got into a little bit later. Seems to be the case with a lot of people here in the United States, kind of with me too. Um, but how did you get into it? Yeah. So it was funny. I um. Coming out of high school, I played three sports in high school, and I was a decent athlete. My brother and I uh, played football, wrestled, and, and played lacrosse. And as I was looking in college, you know, I, I thought about you know maybe wanting to play Division three lacrosse, but um, you know, I, my heart just kind of wasn't in it. And I ended up going to a school that, that didn't have a lacrosse program. Um, and I was looking on there. I knew I wanted to do something, though. I wanted to still be part of a team, you know. Um, and I was looking on, I went to American University in D.C., so I did stay relatively local. Mm-hmm. And I was looking on their club sports uh, website, and I saw um, rugby. And it said the oldest active club sport on campus. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, I clicked on it, looked at a couple of videos, and I was like, oh, wow, this looks this looks like fun. Um, so then, I'm, then I went to Google research, and I researched, uh, I think I said something like rugby fitness, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the first the first link said, if you're a back and I'm looking at what a back is and it looked like, you know, guys that were shiftier. And I looked at the forward pack and I was like, well, I don't look like any of those guys. So I'm probably going to be a back. You know, I'm all about five, nine, 150 pounds at that time. And there was a fitness test and it said, you know, run two miles under 12 minutes. And I was like, okay, let's just do it. August in, in Maryland um, is really hot and yeah, humid as you, pretty as steamy. you may know. So I went out and I did it. <laughs> I was dying on on the side of the road afterwards because I was overheating. But I was like, okay, I guess I'm in shape for rugby. Again, without any idea of what rugby actually was and hitting and tackling and stuff. But right. I um, walked out to uh, to practice like the first like tryout and just kind of fell in love with the sport. Right? I think that's a common theme that everyone who I've ever talked to who's, who started playing rugby later was just like fell in love from the get-go. And just felt like there was a place for them on the field, right? Because, you know, I, I played American football. I think every kid kind of growing up always wanted to play like high school football. And uh-huh. when I say I was on the team, they let me put a uniform on. But, uh-huh. you know, I didn't really play much because, again, I wasn't very big. But, um, you know, I just felt at home um, in rugby because it was, right, the, the back and forth. And you're, you're playing offense and then you're playing defense and then everyone's got a role and, yeah, I just, it was just, I had so much fun and, you know, rugby had gripped me from, from really from the beginning there. Um, and I'm glad I found it because uh, I didn't know what I was going to do uh, competitively in, in high school, but I was glad I found the club rugby team at AU. That's awesome, man. And that, and you're right. That is a very similar story to a lot of people. And even like a lot of these Raptors guys that I talked to kind of say the same thing. Like that's kind of turned into one of my favorite questions. It's like, when did you realize that, you know, this was fun? And a lot of people are like, oh yeah, as soon as, you know, as soon as we got out there and I really, you know, I started to understand a little bit or first time I played in a match or the first try I scored, that's when, you know, people seem to catch the bug. And it sounds like that was the same for you. Same, it was certainly the same yeah. for me. I remember I went to training for like a week because I, I started playing rugby my junior year of high school. Um, just in the off season for football, like a lot of the, the kids on my team yeah. were, were going to play rugby. And I was like, oh, I'll go try it out. So I remember like the first week, I'm like, I don't know anything that's going on. And then kind of like once they, I was playing fly half, like they put me at 10 and somebody was like, oh, you're, you're playing 10. Like, this is a fun position. And, and once you kind of realize like, man, this is fun. I remember going home, you know, looking at stuff on YouTube and, and really just getting more into it. Uh, I, I did want yeah. to touch on one thing that you said. So you, you played lacrosse. Have you noticed that a lot of people get rugby and lacrosse like mixed up? I feel like a lot of the, the conversations I have with people talking about rugby, next time I see them, like, oh, I was watching lacrosse. Like, oh, that's, I've never had anything to do with lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe it's, um, maybe at least in the Northeast, uh, maybe with, with, with rugby having some roots, kind of maybe in some like prep schools yeah. or private schools where there's some lacrosse and, and rugby, I could potentially see people get that mixed up. But I don't understand how people are getting that mixed up, you know, lacrosse helmets 
pads, sticks, sticks that you can yeah. hit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just I don't. <laughs> yeah, hey, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I even think yeah, there is probably like a little bit of difference since you are in the Northeast, like. Lacrosse, I mean, lacrosse in Denver, I guess, is still relatively like new. I guess I don't, I don't know that we've had professional teams for a while, but um, yeah. that you know, every time you know, especially if I'm talking to, like a little bit of an older person, they'll say, "Oh, I was watching lacrosse on TV the other day." That's awesome. I hope that uh, was very entertaining for you, uh, but that's not <laughs> me. So um, I'm very interested, John, in, in in how you got into the the content game. So. Uh, the idea to start Rugby Morning, which for people that don't know, is your your morning email newsletter. You just round up all this stuff. Uh, is a brilliant one, and it's one that I was kind of surprised, like when you made it, that it didn't exist. But you 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 put it together, a good clean product every day, um, and I know that can be a grind. So I wanted to ask you all about that. So how did you get that going? Like how did you get that idea, uh, and and when did you start really putting it together? Yeah, uh, and appreciate those those kind words. Yeah, I think it really. For me, it really started um, right right at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, right? Like everyone was kind of at home in front of their screens. And at that, at that point, I was starting to kind of get back into rugby again. I was not really playing so much, more watching the sport and getting Peacock and, yes, buying Flow Rugby. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I wanted to watch things again and, you know, being on social and, I think what I saw was that there was one, there was, you could get news from all over, but sometimes you had to like, really like search it out. Mm-hmm. But I also was really getting into podcasts too. And they were like, like yourself at DNVR rugby. And there were others who were, who were out there just kind of creating some neat content. And, you know, I always thought it'd be interesting to just try and, you know, just curate the news, essentially just mm-hmm. try and put, uh, find different news, whether it's the, here in domestic and all the different, right. Cause you know, it was, you know, it was the American Raptors, right? And yeah. um, or the rebranded uh, Raptors, but in an MLR and then, you know, Bill Baker with Eagle Overseas and a bunch of other podcasts I was listening to. And I was like, hey, why don't we just try and curate it and put it in a little email and, and try and send it out. And for, for me, it was just something to, to try and do at nighttime to start writing again, which, you know, I've always kind of enjoyed that process. I was a, was a journalism, broadcast journalism major in college. So I always enjoyed consuming news and i think i was looking around at what um, you know, like the morning brew or front office sports was doing and mm-hmm. my little thing is certainly far different from what they're doing but i was just like hey how can we curate the news put a little maybe north american american point of view on it every now and then i'll try and insert a joke or two but it kind of just grew from there and um you know i think you know you, you know, someone like yourself who who's in the top content game it's all about trying to create a habit so that yeah. it's something that you do um, almost every day or just so you know like each day you're going to set aside time to do it and for me it was fun because I was getting more um, more involved in the sport and just talking with different people and going on podcasts it was fun for me because I was meeting new people um, and it's just been a lot of fun since I've been doing it I guess a year and a half now yeah really. that's what I was saying I was so, like um, I feel like it started yeah. what yeah, like right around. I think I remember like seeing it last April, maybe like yeah. around then. So, yeah, I mean, you've been crushing it. And like I say, I look at it every morning. Um, but I, I like it has to have gotten harder, right? Because especially like during, yeah, as you're coming out of COVID, like there really wasn't as much stuff. But just as things open up and as rugby kind of came back and more people get into it and more people want to try to make some content, like it has to have gotten harder, right? There has to just be way more stuff out there. You're 100% right. There there are some points of the year where it's so much harder because there is so much cool stuff and you almost have to make some decisions. I have to make some like editorial decisions on what to include and what not to right. include because there's only so much space in the email before, you know, most people have Gmail before they clip in and I can't see how many people have, have opened it. Right. That, um, and also, to, I, I've been guided a little bit by what um, the readers are clicking on. So I have some idea of what um folks who are reading the newsletter kind of what news they want to consume out of it but at the same time i don't want it to be too predictable so every now and then if i find like an interesting article i try and drop it in there but you're right it has gotten harder because particularly in the in the summertime with with all the mlr games going on it's it's everyone doing podcasts which is great in their shows 
and I don't want to exclude anyone again. I'm such a small piece of it. But people reach out to me and I was like, Hey, thanks for including me in the newsletter. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Just keep making stuff. And I'm just going to share it. Right. Essentially what I'm doing is just, you know, curating a little bit and hoping people who read the newsletter find it interesting enough to open it the next day. Yeah. So can you kind of take me through your daily, like how, when do you do this? Because it goes out, yeah. what you have it out, what six Eastern. So, cause I always see it come through like four in the morning mountain time. I'm like, when yeah. are you getting up? Like, are you getting up at three? Because I know like, especially with me, when I schedule a podcast to go, it's like, I'm doing it at 12 midnight on Friday morning, like mountain time. So like, how do you get yeah. a hold of that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you, if, if I wasn't working from home in my quote unquote day job, it'd be a lot harder. Yeah. Um, you know, so if I was like going into an office every single day and needing to focus there. So hopefully my, 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 my nine to five job isn't hearing this right now, but I'm at home <laughs> on my computer. So we if can, I'm on we social, can censor that if you need, we'll, we'll whip that out. <laughs> no, it's no, fine. <laughs> they understand. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll track things during the day. And if I see an article or I see a tweet, I'll save it. And I basically have a process where I'll save them some things. I've got a little uh, place where I, where I save and I start to think during the day, okay, like what's been, what's been the focus, what are some themes and certainly what's been fun the last couple of weeks, right. As, as you've seen are, are all the, um, the, the player signings or re-signings in, in mm -hmm. MLR. So tracking that stuff, you know, I, I kind of have an idea and of course with, the Women's Rugby World Cup and, and highlighting that, that certainly helped to make things easy. And, but I think what I'm most excited about has been all of the, you know, the kind of the, I've seen more and more stuff on, on college rugby, which I think um, there's just, there's a lot of potential there. If, if that can um, get, I hate to say it, but unified or clarified, I know it's kind of a confusing landscape, uh -huh. but um, I'm going off tangent here, but essentially what I try to do is find the stuff throughout the day and I'll save it. And then at nighttime, once um, the kiddos go down and for the most part, they're down by nine o'clock Eastern time. Um, I'll sit down and start to uh, put it all together. Um, you know, wait to see if there's any like late breaking news that's coming, you know, from the West coast. The good thing by then, right at like nine o'clock Eastern time, most yeah. of any overseas news is already kind of broken. So I'm right. not like missing anything. Um, and then it's just organizing it, putting it together, writing it in a couple hours, um, stepping away from it for a few minutes, coming back, trying to proofread it. I, I go, I open the email the next morning and then I look at some things. I'm like, I can't believe I missed that typo. Uh, I missed that guy's name. I feel bad, but, uh, you know, and it, you know, people have been very forgiving of that, but essentially once it's in good order, uh, I'll schedule it. And I send it out. Yeah, six thirty Eastern time with the with the idea that you know, well, at least on the East Coast, most folks are are hopefully open in it um, in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it can be a little bit of a of a process um, at night. But I like it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it's become a it's become a habit, and it's something I look forward to. But there are some there are some days where I know like either I'm I'm traveling or I'm getting up real early in the morning or. You know, maybe I've got some buddies over and we're going to knock some back that night that I might just say, okay, guys, I'm not going to send the email. Sorry, the yeah. <laughs> Life gets in the way. That It's understandable. 100%. Yeah. Because I respect it, man. Because like, I think from the, like on the surface level, if you told somebody like, yeah, I just, you know, I aggregate news, I make a little newsletter, people are like, oh, that, that sounds pretty easy, but that's not like, even when I go through just for the show once a week and I try to round up like all the stuff that you can watch this weekend or like that's hard. That's hard to do because it's hard to you know sort everything out. Okay, this competition's on this platform, and this is over here, and you know this is for that this time. Like that's hard to do, and that's like overwhelming for me to do. Even one day a week, I cannot imagine doing that six days a week like you do. So I respect it. I, I wanted to make sure I told you that because that's hard. Well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> someone out there appreciates it. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I couldn't. I cannot imagine doing that every day. So. Uh, but, but it's necessary. Like I said, I was surprised that, you know, when you did it, I didn't even like really think about it. I'm like, how does this not exist already? Which I think is the sign of a good product is that when you actually start doing it, somebody's like, Oh yeah, this seems like this should have been around for a while. So, um, but mm -hmm. it is good and it is super clean. I do think you do a good job of like, if you want to skim it, it's very skimmable, right? Like you do a good job of summing stuff up. Um, if I, if there is something that, you know, piques interest, you can in, get in there and, and do more research yourself. Yeah. Like you do a good job of just presenting the stuff. Like you said, insert a couple of jokes here or there. Um, I like the, the question portion. 
Uh, I can imagine like that's got to be a little bit tough. There's sometimes too, you're just like, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know of a question to, to say for this. Colton, week, you, right? don't, you don't understand. Like I've faced that dilemma so many times where I've, I've been done with the email and I'm like, okay, I want to go to bed here. And I'm stumped for like a question to ask. Uh-huh. And it takes me like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, what question am I going to ask? What haven't I asked? And sometimes I'll kind of do like a repeat of a question. If there's yeah. some new information that's come in, but you're right. Sometimes that's been the hardest part where I'm just stumped on a question to ask. And I'm like, I have no idea what to ask here. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough, man. I know I get it. So, and then there's gotta be times too, where you just throw the question out. You're like, I, this is, I know, like I concede, this is not a great question, but I just need to get something up there. Um, yeah. So the, the, you know, I respect it. Like I said, I want to make sure I, I let you know that because that's hard. I can, cannot imagine doing that six days a week, but it's necessary. And I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate it again. Like when, when my stuff makes it in there, I feel honored. I know that's good stuff, uh, you know, for other people to, to see that as well. So I appreciate it. I want to send a thank you just from, from us. Uh, so thank you. Keep up the good work. Well, you keep up the good work too. And I'll keep, <laughs> I'll keep posting everyone's content. I appreciate it. I'm trying. I'm go. trying. Uh, so, uh, moving on, I guess I was going to ask, like, there's no way to consume all that stuff, right? Or is it, are you pretty good about after you save it, you go in and you read through it, make sure that this is like worthy of, of the newsletter. Like, how does that work? Yeah, it's, it is hard to get to retain a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, I'll have, I'll have some conversations with some, with some folks and, you know, they're again, my, I feel like my uh knowledge on this may be just like a, a mile wide but like an inch or two deep because i'm trying to cover so much because uh-huh. um, i just don't have the time to go in in depth on things and that's kind of yeah the point of the email is just you know give a little teaser here's a quick little takeaway if you're skimming but if you want to go deeper you can you can jump in there and 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 do that but um yeah that's 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 certainly been uh a challenge because there is so much yeah there's so much which is great again i think that's a good thing you know more people making content and everyone's personality and point of view and you can follow who you like and um you know i think that's great and again i try and cover as much and all that i can but yeah there are times where i feel like you know i was like i just covered that last week and how come i can't retain that <laughs> yeah oh i get that too that's a, it's a lot going through your mind and and i know one thing you said is just like about being consistent i remember this I think it was like the first time I really don't listen to part of my take anymore, but you know, back when I was finishing up college, that was like a brand new show and it was, you know, mm-hmm. getting all these big guests. And I think the first time that Scott Van Pelt on, and they, they'd mentioned something about like how he was always very accepting of the stuff that part of my take was doing where, you know, so other traditional media platforms and people weren't, you know, they kind of like turned to, they shunned them. Um, and Scott Van mm-hmm. Pelt said something that was like, this is hard to do. Like making content consistently is hard to do. And if you can do it, like there's a seat at the table for everybody, but it literally just starts with trying. Like it's, it starts with, you know, having the courage to put stuff out there and be consistent um, and just make a habit about it. Like you, you know, it's, it's hard to do, but it's like, don't care what people are saying about it. Like just do it to do it. Like keep practicing, keep being consistent. Eventually like you get into a rhythm and that's how you build up a little bit of a, a, a base. Right. And you mentioned stuff like that, you know, just with this, with this newsletter. Um, and that's when people ask me too, like, Hey, I kind of want to do this. And like, that's what I'll try to tell them too, is like, just be consistent with it. Right. Like that's how yeah. it has to be. I, I agree. So, I mean, right. And you've, you've been doing podcasts about going on almost three years now. Yeah. So, uh, which is really cool. And you know, all the interviews you do, um, which is, which is really awesome to see. Is that yeah? I think when I was first starting out on this, like I had in the back of my mind, like okay, what are, what are people going to think of this, and are people going to critique my, you know, my writing style? And it just got to the point where I was like, you know what? There's there's going to be some people who who don't like it, and that's fine. But hopefully, there's there's enough people that open the email, that click through, that'll send me notes, say, hey, this is cool, I like it. You know that it that it kind of encourages you and, and it forces you just to say, you know what? kind of got to block out some of that that negativity because that's always going to happen but i i I was i say that only because there really hasn't been a lot of negativity because i think a lot of people are just you know they're supportive of of the fact that there are people out there trying to create um shows and blogs and publications around rugby that i think because i think there is a there is um there's a growing demand for it i think people if you're a rugby fan you are for the most part you're pretty diehard about it and you want to know what's going on, um, that they're supportive 
for the most part. And I think that's what I found. I think that's been what's been the, the neatest part of doing this is just how many people I've come in contact with, like yourself and like yeah. Alan Stanford and others. I was playing, you know, I went out to LA and got to join his little touch thing on, on the beach on, on one Sunday. That was really cool. Yeah. But so, so again, the, the community has been really supportive and I think that's been really awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And I agree with you. Like for the same thing with me, I remember when I did the first show and I had it in the hopper and I was releasing it the next day and I was like, you know, like I couldn't sleep the night before because I was like, man, I just don't know how this is going to go over. Because especially with me, like Denver is such a sports craze town. So mm -hmm. and this was a big opportunity to be like, OK, I'm in this, you know, this network where I have this opportunity to, you know, maybe like broaden rugby. Like I can get rugby to more of these like classic Denver sports fans, people. So I was worried about yeah. that. And then I'm also on the other hand, like worried about. Oh man, but I actually hope like the rugby people like this too. It was a tight rope to walk and it was the same thing. It just got to a point where I was like, well, this is my job now, so I just have to do this. And uh, some people are going to like it. Some people aren't, you know, aren't, and that's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. and it's yeah. been, and it has been, you know, overwhelmingly positive. There's, you know, here and there, but I'm not perfect. I know that. So you got to take the good with the bad, try to get better and just keep doing it. So, uh, yeah. and that, that kind of leads to the next question too. So I, I know, you already mentioned Bill Baker and Eagles overseas, um, and, and you you're part of this weekly Twitter space, which I think is a, a very it, it's cool to see Twitter spaces be used in this way, especially for rugby. So, how did you get involved with the you say rugby happy hour live? Yeah, absolutely. That was um, so that was something that uh, I got introduced uh, through Bill kind of earlier on when I was first doing this because I was you know he was you know, at the time seemed to, seemed to be one of the one of the few who's you know his quote unquote beat what it's such a funny newspaper term but his beat was you know he was covering eagles overseas exactly what his name said yeah um and i was just chatting with him and you know i liked his the interviews he was doing uh and posting on youtube and you know i had jumped into um a few of those uh spaces why am i blanking on the on the name right now that was before uh, clubhouse Twitter. there it is clubhouse yes. yeah and we did a, we did one or two on clubhouse um but we were just like, why are we going over to this platform? Everyone's already on Twitter. Twitter to introduce spaces. It felt like it was just easier to to move to that platform. Um, and we thought, hey, why not just kind of do do a live show? And and honestly, ninety nine percent of the production value is all through Bill. Bill Bill's very good at that. He's got great contacts, um, so he's able to arrange the interviews. And then we just we just uh, you know come up with some questions and we just go back and forth and for us it's kind of been it's just been a fun way to uh, right I think the great thing about the the space is the fact that yes it's an interview but be, because you can invite other people on and they can ask questions it makes for a really neat uh, engagement and an opportunity for fans to to ask their favorite coaches players or administrators or whomever uh, questions a lot. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, it's been fun for us to do, and we've had some some fun interviews over the last uh, few weeks. That we were just like, hey, how can we how can we continue to try and do this, and uh, you know, how how can we broaden this? Who else can we talk to? And of course, with big tentpole events like the Rugby World Cup, it was like, okay, let's we got to talk to some women's eagles. So we talked to Keith yeah. Zachary and Hope Rogers, and you know, that's been fun. And certainly with the final qualification tournament coming up. Uh, I guess it's not the repetage yeah, anymore. They, thank God they changed that name. <laughs> <laughs> Although I like trying to say it. Yeah. I thought your pronunciation a couple of weeks ago was pretty good. Sounds like you have peanut um, butter stuck in your mouth. And it's, every time that word comes up. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll try and talk to some, some Eagles. But the, the, the Twitter faces have been fun. And again, more so just an opportunity for – for folks, other fans to, to ask questions live of some of their favorite players. So it's been fun to do. And I think we'll try and do it as, you know, as long as we can and try and come up with different formats and styles. But what we've settled on now is uh, we've broken the hour down into basically two separate interviews. So it keeps it flowing a little bit quicker. And it, mm -hmm. and it helps when you've got someone else asking the questions, right? So you can kind of yeah. build off each other and it takes some of the pressure off you to ask a good question. Because sometimes <laughs> when I – when I ask them these questions afterwards, I'm just like, I worded that so strangely that the person <laughs> trying to answer this is probably like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I feel your pain. I, there's definitely times where I'm like, what, what am I doing? Just wrap it up. Just get to the question. <laughs> like when I listen, like I'll listen to whatever, like sports talk radio or I'll listen to other podcasts. I'm like 
listen to how direct this is. Like they don't beat around the bush. They just ask a question. Why can't yeah. you do that sometimes? But it takes practice, you know, like yeah. it's making those notes and being like, okay, I got to do this better. Uh, but I, I think that's just like, it's just such an awesome use of that feature on Twitter. And I got, I could be wrong. I feel like you guys are the people that I see doing it. You're doing it well. Um, you have monster guests, which is, which is great. I go and I see them, I'm like, dang, how they get this? How'd you get Gary Gold and Mike Friday in the same episode? That's, <laughs> uh, it's all, it's all Bill Baker. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, uh, it's great. It's a great product. I don't unfortunately get to listen live. I have stuff going on Wednesday nights, but I do try to go back in at the end and, and, you know, skip through it and, and pick up pieces that I like. Um, but, but like, I, especially like, so then you got two things back to back that I think you do really well. And it feels like it's, oh, this is on the cutting edge. This is the the future. But you're, you're doing like an email newsletter and then the Twitter space. So I know that it's not like the super advanced, but it is like uncharted waters. And I think that is cool and important. And that's just like more ways to get rugby out there. So that, that was the two things I, I definitely wanted to ask you about. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we're essentially just, you know, borrowing good ideas from other people and then just figuring out how, how can we put a little rugby spin on it. Um, so I, I don't know if... I appreciate you saying the word innovative. It doesn't feel like it. It's just like, yeah. okay, you know, what are some of the best ideas that we've seen from, from other people? And and if no one's doing it in rugby yet, then, hey, let's try it. I mean, I, I think one of the first interviews we had on the, on the Twitter space, there were maybe like two people listening live, and you're looking at it, and you're like, man, there's no one listening. Right. But then it's recorded, and Bill cuts it up and, and shares it as a, as a podcast so that others can listen. Because that's one thing I think we found um, at night, particularly during the season, right? A lot of a lot of teams have practices mm-hmm. um, and we've heard from people like, Hey, I've, you know, I want to do it live, but I've got my practice, you know, right. can you guys try another time. So I think we're still trying to figure out the best time to do it. And then with everyone on their phone and, you know, I guess everyone like, on, on Twitter, we we've thought about maybe trying to do something maybe midday or something. So I don't know yeah. if we quite find the right formula or, or the time, but you know, we'll, we'll, we're trying to figure it out. I think, yeah, keep tinkering with it. That's how you figure stuff out. And yeah. I remember going back to Clubhouse. Like, I remember when Clubhouse came out, and yeah. I like I was like, oh, this would be awesome. Like, this is the chance to get in on the ground floor, like do some cool rugby stuff in Clubhouse. Then you download it, and then I log in, and it's like, oh, you have to be invited. So that's where I think Club, Clubhouse fumbled the bag because they made it so, like, exclusive, which I guess was kind of cool. It drives people to, like, want to be in yeah. it. But then – you just gave Twitter all this chance to just like steal your thunder. And now I, I think clubhouse, I, I'm sure it still exists, but I don't know anybody that's still on there. I think Dallin actually was the one that granted me permission to get in there too. And by that time I was just like, I think Twitter spaces had already come out. I'm like, I don't, I'm done with this. I had to leave this off my phone. I don't want to be in this anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought, I, yeah, I thought that was interesting. The, the whole, like, it was cool when you got an invite. So yeah, you, felt like you were part of this club but i just yeah you're right i think it was just a, a barrier that wasn't really right. necessary because everyone you know i keep saying everyone a lot of people have twitter so right. easy just to go right on twitter and from your phone and then join a space that it was like well that's frictionless that's easy i'm interested too like in the rules i'm sure there's like laws around this but like, how does twitter like get away with that also like, how can these social media platforms just be like oh this is a cool thing and this like I know be real is like the big one right now, right? Like everyone, my sister is yeah. like big on be real. She told me about this a couple of months ago. And now like on TikTok, they have one called like TikTok moments or something. And that's, that's essentially just be real. Like they just stole that idea. I mean, that's a conversation for, you know, a different time. But I'm confused at like how these people can just steal this stuff and it's just fair game and it kills off all these other things. But whatever, like I said. Ooh. Well, I'll talk to next time I talk to Elon Musk. I'll, yes. I'll ask him some stuff about Twitter and how he can improve it. Make sure you get in the conversation. Thank you. I appreciate. It. I'll expect a, <laughs> I'll expect a call for that. So John, maybe we'll do a space or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, John. So for people unfamiliar with the Eagles overseas, um, happy, USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. How like tell me one like what's a favorite episode you've done? Like if I if people had to go listen to the one for the first time, which one did you choose? Oh man, that's a that's a good question. Um, I, I I'll bring this up only because it was real recent, but we did uh, uh, a combo interview with Kate Zachary and Rob Kane. Rob Kane, the head coach of the Women's Eagles, mm-hmm. and for the last ten minutes or five to ten minutes of each show, we like to ask some you know kind of like funny, silly questions. Um, and we had interviewed Kate separately, and I think Rob separately before, but this was the first time we had both Kate and Rob at the same time. 
So we went back um, and asked um, Kate and Rob kind of the same question and gave them their responses from last time. And it was just really funny, um, the back and forth between Kate and Rob. And you obviously had a real good rapport. And there's a lot of respect level between them, obviously. But, um, you know, you, you could you could see how the team, they've got a good culture there and mm-hmm. how they were able to bond because they were able to kind of like make poke fun at each other, but also give us some funny stories about like who's the hardest hitter and who, who's the funniest or thinks they're the funniest or who's the best karaoke singer. Um, so those interviews, those bits of the interviews are, are always fun. Um, having Gary Gold on is always interesting, right? Because I think so many, particularly the, the last year or so, so many USA rugby fans of the men's Eagles are, are obviously, you know, on edge about yeah. if we're going to qualify for the rugby world's cup, you know, knock on wood that it happens, but, you know, being able to hear from Gary and I, kudos to Gary, right? He has, he has been, um, he's been very open to being on, on all these different yeah. type of podcasts, right? He, he doesn't and, run from it. He's taking it head on. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which is cool, right? And, and and a credit to him because it could be very easy for him to say, well, you know, this is really important. I want to focus on this that you know, I'm not going to do to media requests at this time. But every time we've reached out to him, he's, he's always been very accepting and you see him on, on other podcasts and other shows that, you know, credit to him that he, yeah, as you said, he takes it uh, head on. So having him on was has been fun. Um, yeah, there's just been so many good ones. Um, and, we, we, you know, there's the, you know, Bill and I probably ask some of the same questions they've always asked before. So that's why in those last couple of minutes, we always try and, you know, catch them off guard a little bit and have their personality uh, come through that those bits have always been kind of the most fun because we're just, we're just cracking up for the most right. part. That is good. I, I know I need to get better at that too. I remember watching a tire, the creator interview like 15 years ago. And that's one of the things he said, he was like, I'm not doing this interview unless you, like ask me fun stuff. He's like, why don't you ever ask me what my favorite dinosaur is or stuff like that. And so <laughs> you get better at doing that. That's might have to work that one in the rotation. Are you good on time, yeah. John? I got a couple more. Yeah, go for it. All right. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, American Raptors centered podcast, obviously that's where I spend most of my time. Uh, just kind of wondered what your thoughts are on this whole project as a, as a whole. I think it's, I think, um, I think it's really, I think it's, it's a really neat project because right you know this and we've heard this question all the time before it's like well what if we take you know our best college football players and just put them on a rugby field and oh they would beat everybody right mm-hmm. you know and i think one there's a couple of things one yeah we need to get um, you know more athletes playing rugby in the u.s it doesn't matter what sport right you know more athletic backgrounds whether it's football basketball lacrosse soccer you name it let's get more people exposed um, to the sport let's get more of those athletes into high performance um, programs like the american raptors and i think the concept um is pretty cool right because you do have some of these high level college football players who probably like okay college football is over uh, the NFL or CFL or XFL or whatever is not, you know, it's just maybe it's not going to happen, but they mm. still have that competitiveness. They still want to play a sport. And there are, you know, so many similarities um, between rugby and football in the sense that, you know, the athleticism that, yeah, why not try it out? Um, so it's cool that one of those players are willing to put themselves out there and try a new sport that they haven't played ever before and then try and quickly learn the sport of rugby to, to play at a high level because the Raptors play some really good competition. And, you know, I know you've got some news, but I'm really interested to see yeah. <laughs> to hear what's going to happen with, with Lar there. And, you know, that can be a, a separate conversation, right? So yeah. it's not like they're, it's not like they're just going around playing nobody. They're playing some, some, some high level competition. Um, you know, whatever happened with what in the past with the MLR, you know, I feel like that's, that's behind and, you know, I think anytime uh, you try and do something new or different, people are going to chip away at it and have some criticism. But it, from everything that I've read, it, I've heard nothing but good things about the program, yeah. uh, the people running it, uh, the athletes that are in it. And I think it's starting to work, right? We've, you, you know better than I do. You've seen a number of Raptors jump to MLR clubs or getting looks for um, the men's Eagles that yeah. – it's the concept. The concept is working, so we should we should encourage 
we should continue to encourage getting more people in the sport, getting involved at a high level competition. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I've, you know, I spent an entire like two years talking about this now. So I agree with you a hundred percent. I think too, like from a, from a smaller level, right? Like say this, this football player, you know, maybe he played at a D one school, he comes out, he tries for a year. Um, but you know, maybe rugby doesn't work out for him or something's happened in his life and he needs to move home and, and he gets an, a real job, quote unquote. And, uh, but th- maybe he continues to play for his local club or, you know, maybe he has a little brother that's a good football player. And, and it just, it just, exp- it's like, that is where it's kind of like trickle down, right? Like trickle down rugby where these guys like get this opportunity at this pretty high level. And, uh, you know, it just spreads like that, you know, all this, their family that never watched rugby before, you know, maybe now they're super into it. Um, and like I said, they play at local clubs and they get more of their friends that, we're good athletes, you know, that, that didn't go play professional sports. It just, I just think it, it's good. I just like when I've seen people online, they get, they get so pressed about it. And, and I, I try to like step back because I am in the sphere. Like I know my, my judgment is a little bit different or my, the way I look at it is a little bit different because I am around it every day. But like, I think like if you take, take a step back and you look at it from a 10,000 foot view and you do look at it objectively, like it just, it's more good than bad. And, and it's, mm-hmm. I've tried to explain that to people. And I think it's like people are starting to come around a little bit because, you know, things are in motion and there are guys, you know, getting called up to, I know right now the Falcons team, right? Um, you can, yeah. you can talk about, you know, Ronan Murth- Murphy and Ethan McVeigh and Tavius, like those yeah. are traditional rugby guys and um, they are contracted to the Raptors right now. I, but, but like the guys that you can be really proud about are, are Lene Latu and Caleb Geiger, who Caleb Geiger never played rugby in his life. Until yeah. two years ago, and he's already, you know, making a run at that hooker spot. And Lene, Lene does come from a little bit of a rugby background, but you know, he went and played receiver at Eastern Michigan. And if it wasn't for this, like he's probably not playing rugby again. I know I talked to him in May, um, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I, you know, the only reason I came here is because Mose Timoteo was the coach. Like if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have done this, and I probably wouldn't have." played rugby in and now you know he's kind of knocking on the door maybe to make a make an Eagles team so like I think you can look at those guys and be proud about that and and realize that was only in in two years so like the more Mm -hmm. roots they can lay down and the the, you know the greater the foundation and stuff like it's not inconceivable to think okay it was two this year maybe next cycle it's five you know maybe the next cycle it's 10 it's 15 like I I think that you know as you get deeper into it it, it's only going to grow so that's my thoughts I agree yeah it, and my other thought, too, is everyone talks about where there needs to be more money in the sport. Well, you've got people who are investing with their dollars, their time and their effort to develop American rugby players. I, I don't see that anything but a good thing. Right. Right. So more money's flowing into the sport. I think it's great. You know, I think it's getting more attention that we encourage. I should we should continue to encourage it. Uh, who's your guy who's on the Chargers? Who's from yeah, the Michael Bandy. He's actually playing. Go. He's playing. I've seen. He's been yeah. active roster. He's catching passes. He's playing. So that stuff's good That's too. Right. And and I'm I'm you confused. Know, Nobody's picked that up. Nobody's ever mentioned that on the broadcast. Like I, I gotta like bang on the the PR person of the Chargers door. Like hey, you gotta start slipping this into some of these these packets. I I've been in. You know, I, I covered the Broncos. I know how that goes. Like I know what they put in these and what they don't. And this is the nice little nugget. Put this in here. Oh. Well, there's two things. One, we'll make sure this might be through you. We're going to have to make sure the announcers know the dis- difference between a scrum and a mall. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I know. know the Eagles did that. <laughs> you know, their little rolling, you know, their little mall yes. all over the, you know, the line, which is great. Um, but the other thing is, you know, I know you wrote um, an article about it that got some, some interesting uh, engagement and coverage. But yeah, there needs to be some rugby style throws, laterals down the field. Mm. Let's make it happen. I know. So a little, uh, I don't know if I've ever said that. the fun fact about me, I've been an uh, offensive coordinator for middle school football team for the last six years. Um, oh. And I, and one, my, the head coach of the team that I like help out with, he, he played college rugby and then he played in the uh, rugby super league for a little bit. So he, like, I've like oh. pitched it to him. I'm like, we need to start working in some laterals. And he's like, yes, I know. Uh, a lot of times though, like I know like at youth, that seems to be when a lot of the people I talk to are like, yeah, you got to incorporate at the youth level. But the problem with that is, like, there's only a few kids that can carry the ball at the youth level, um, and holding yeah. onto the ball is hard enough as it is. So, 
Uh, I think like, and after all the people I interviewed, they were like, I think this would have to start at the high school level. I, I, the more I look at it, I think that's right because you do have the people, enough people that are capable of doing that. Yeah. And if you worked on it long enough, you could, um, a lot of the coaches I talked to are have moved around too. So I'm just waiting to see like some team of a coach that I interviewed is going to be horrible and they're going to try it. I know it. And be like, you know what? I remember this conversation I had with this guy and he made some good points. Um, and we got to try this because we're Oh, and nine and it doesn't matter anymore. So that's going to happen. I, I know we'll, we'll see. It's going to take a little I, bit. I of hear time. it. Yeah. You'll uh, be like that high school football coach who, who never punts yeah. on fourth down and you can be the specialist that comes in and teaches football players how to play rugby and you guys do laterals down the field. I need Absolutely. A, yeah. Maybe, you know, when I'm done with this, I can sell an athletic director on giving me a shot and this will be like, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be very different. It might not work for a little bit, but Hey, we'll get some coverage out of it. And that might be enough to get me a high school uh, head coaching job. So we'll see. <laughs> you could run the football team and the rugby team. Yeah, you could be on my staff if you'd like. Uh, so, John, last, last couple before I let you go. So you're, you're obviously very plugged in. Like you're, you're aggregating this stuff. You're reading this stuff every day. I guess from like the media side of things, and this is no disrespect to anybody else, but like is, are there people like who does it well? Like is there like appointment reading? Like who when somebody drops something, like who are you like going right after to, to seek it out? Yeah, I think um, I think there's 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 a few that spring to mind, and maybe it's because they've just been doing it for so long. And some of these are you know ones that they read all the time. And if you read my newsletter, you can see that I probably link out to them just about every single time. But certainly Brian Ray, America's Rugby News, and um, what they're doing over there, he's he's plugged in. I know he's probably got more information about certain things, particularly like MLR, that he can't quite reveal. But um, I he that publication always does a good job. Of course, you know Alex Goff, he's just. The, how long he's been doing it um and i like the fact that he's you know covers a lot of college rugby um because right. you know for, for 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 folks who are maybe new to college rugby can be a little confusing uh he's it's been still great confusing uh, to me <laughs> i've tried to explain it to people i'm like <laughs> yeah. it's kind of it's you know there's a couple different divisions and it's competitions and yeah it's confusing to me still so i know i whenever i have a question that's where i'm going yeah, it's 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 coming together, uh, which is cool, and I, I love how NCR's got Friday Night Rugby. I think that's pretty cool. You can you know you can watch uh, Friday nights and like that. Um, uh, the Rugby Breakdown, Jackie uh, Finland, she's she does a great job um, covering college uh, women's rugby. Um, YSC Rugby, Wendy, we had her on a couple of weeks ago. She does cool. She does a great job. I like her her sixty second TikTok videos that does uh -huh. a. A good summary um you know of course bill baker uh we mentioned him i like i like matt mccarthy rugby wrap-up i know he can be a lightning rod and people <laughs> like to take some shots at him but you know honestly for for all that he does right in, in the sense that broadcasting you know comment commentating on on matches and putting out his podcast that mm -hmm. uh, at least he's putting stuff out there for people to read you know whether you like him or not at least you know there's it's content for people to, to, to read about a beer to consume. So yeah. um, that's great. Uh, I'm sure I'm, I'm leaving some people off. Uh, of course. Yeah, I know. I didn't mean uh, to put you so, on the spot, but I just, you know, I know I now that I like, This feels like an Oscar speech. I'm just like dragging <laughs> on, making everybody. I start playing and, like, some music. And, yeah. <laughs> no. So again, like no disrespect. Like, obviously, I know you're not leaving somebody out to hurt their feelings. I was just curious as to, you know, what you know what you're going I, after yeah. when it goes out so. i will mention one more i will mention one more guy only because um i enjoy what he does and he's a diehard but uh phil is jack stranger show um oh, yeah. he cracks me up he's uh he is really going all in on it and i think he's got a pretty good following uh, he's been doing a lot more but shout out to uh phil at jack's rangers he, he cracks me up perfect and then in the content space like what do you think is missing because I know, so say there's like, there's a lot of blogs, there's a lot of podcasts, like where is there room to, you know, maybe like improve on, on the content side of things? Oof, oof. Um, real good question. So I think just more, right? So that yeah. people can, can, can um, you know, find a, a voice or personality that they like and, and, and follow it. Um, you know, certainly as you said, right, the consistency behind it. So, you know, I love how you, your show comes out, you know, every week um which is great you know so to know to expect it you know we've touched this on a little bit um but you know college rugby's uh becoming bigger and bigger so the guys at 
uh, college rugby wrap up. That's another one that I really like Zach, Josh and mm-hmm. um, Colby Marshall. They do some, some fun work, just, you know, you know, podcasts covering things weekly. Um, you know, I feel like it's like finding where there are opportunities. Um, so yeah. if, if youth is, is important and there are more high school programs, some are covering high school rugby. I know there are people out there doing it. And I know it's hard, right, with yeah. you know, the country our size um, <laughs> and high school all over. It's like how can, you know, you start to cover that a bit more, whether it's you know, recaps or following certain conferences or even just big tournaments. You know, I know there are people out there doing it, but more of that um, I think is needed. Just any type of show, whether it's a, you know, a podcast or some type of a video, um, or even if it's just, you know, something on, 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 on TikTok, I think you can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, find something, make it fun, get a following and, you know, continue to, to grow from there. Um, I mean, if you look at all the other sports that are out there and the way that they're covered, um, I think that's really neat. But I guess you know, one thing I will bring up, and it's, it's something I got involved in last year, and I'm, I'm going to do it again because it's been fun, but um, uh, fantasy rugby. Yeah. Uh, so these guys, uh, the fantasy Rutgers show, they uh, kudos to them, uh, Matt and Ryan, he, they, uh, two Canadian guys, so I don't give them too much of the time. <laughs> but uh, they put together a, a fantasy MLR league, and they hand score all of it. Um, and we did a draft and it's, it's been a lot of fun, right? Because yeah. you're engaging in the sport in a little bit of a different way. Um, and, you know, fantasy football has been great. Any fantasy sport has been great, but it, it's been fun to add that element to uh, watching MLR games because, you know, now I am rooting for certain players because I, I need them to score a try for me or something like that. So, you know, those type of engagement things are, are really neat. And then, of course, you know, they, they do a show around it and they break down and they have guests on and, and things like that. And, you know, it, it's been fun to be a part of and it, it and it's been neat to hear other people um, start to follow in and see what we're doing yeah. or what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, fantasy rugby. You know, yeah. it's American style with like a draft and like a weekly competition, not like the rotisserie league type stuff that you yeah. see out there, which is still cool, but just a little bit different. That is cool. And I think there is room for more stuff like that. Like I know when I had my, my friend Cameron on that was, you know, big into NFTs, like stuff like that, like gambling, obviously, as soon as that is something that can happen, I think will make a big difference. And, uh, I, I was close to, uh, I might have to tell you this off air because I, st- I don't want to blow it. So I'll do that. I'll, I'll skip this part and I'll do that off air. But, um, I, I've been working on a, an interesting like gambling interview that I, I think is a realistic possibility. So yeah. I'll tell you about that a little nice little tease as they, as they say like in the radio it. business. So, uh, but, but John, that's all the questions I had for you, man. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with me, saving, saving my ass a little bit, uh, with this late interview. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Keep up the good work, man. I'll keep reading. And for, for the people that want to subscribe, how they subscribe to your newsletter. Yeah, sure. They can they can find us um, on our socials at Rugby Morning, or you can go to RugbyMorning.com and, and sign up from there. Thanks, man. Have you ever played rugby? All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Again, thank you, John, for, for saving me. Um, but I really enjoyed the conversation. I thought it was really good. I'll have to get John back on when I have a little bit more time to prepare for him. This is where we would jump into the required reading brought to you by Gilbert Rugby and the Stat of the Week presented by Catapult. But like I said, I'm scrambling. Don't have that stuff lined up. Sorry. So you have the week off from homework and the week off from the facts that I think are interesting that you might not. Uh, we'll get back to it next week. So we'll close the show at The Loop. And The Loop is presented by First Bank. And First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Remember to follow along on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Remember that Sean, Cle- Sean Clark piece I've been talking about? Well, I'm almost done with it finally. Um, expect that out next week for real this time. I literally am just putting the finishing touches on it. Um, and, and we're giving away a copy of our friend Adam Hughes' book, This is Rugby, on Twitter. Uh, if, you, if you're unfamiliar, go listen to the couple interviews I've done with Adam to this point. Really interesting guy. Um, wrote a really awesome book about rugby. I, I ordered an extra copy from him to give away specifically. So go find that tweet on the DNVR underscore rugby Twitter feed. 
um, and, and earn one a free copy of the book. So I'll announce the winner on the podcast next week. I'll make sure I'll keep that tweet at the top of the feed. I'll retweet it every day. So if you, you want the chance to win the book, that's how you enter. That does it. This was a struggle this week, but I got it done. Got to show out a little bit later than I usually do, but hey, take what we can get. Thank you again to John Fitzpatrick for stepping in. Thank you to everybody for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the matches this weekend, and I will catch you all back here next week to give away a free book. 